The writer of Ecclesiastes says, uh, for everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Life is about time. And we've talked about that you get to decide how you spend your time. That we can live life saying, I can't. Lots of people live that way. Or you can live because you're a child of God saying, I think I can. You know, Philippians, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ because he gives me strength. In other words, anything is possible with God. We acknowledge the fact that we can't please everybody, but we can please God. And that's really the most important thing that we do. And that God created us. God created us on purpose, for a purpose. And as you're obedient to God in every moment, every minute of every day, as, as you fully surrender to God, your purpose becomes clearer and clearer. And that purpose ha- has a lot of power. It helps you keep moving when, when things are tough and when the path has a lot of pain, it'll keep you going. We talked about the fact that Satan has an agenda for all of us, and that is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that if he cannot get you to disobey God, what he will do, he will settle for keeping you really busy so that you miss the most important things in this world. And the way that you guard against that happening in your life and in your family's life is that you've got to make the most important things a priority. You've got to put it on your schedule, and you have to make it a priority in your actions. In other words, first things first. And then last week we talked about that we need to choose surrender over control in our lives. That when you try and control something that's not yours to control it leads to kind of a crazy life. And there are some things that you just have to let go of. You need to surrender. You need to give them to God, and you need to breathe. And when you do that, when you finally hand that stuff over to God, what you will experience is the supernatural peace of of God in your life. Life is about time. Times of success and times of failure. Times of celebration and complaint, times of possibilities and hopelessness. There are times of great gain and loss, and there are times of joy and times of pain. And in life, you will experience pain. You notice I didn't say if there's pain. You will experience pain in your life. Jesus said this. He says, in this world, you will have what? Trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble in your life. There are things that are going to happen in your life. You didn't cause them. They, they just happen. It may be a freak accident. It may be someone close to you that betrays you. It, it may be the, the market takes a turn. But there will be troubles in your life. You will experience pain from time to time. There are other times in your life that you actually get to decide the type of pain that you will experience. It's a choice that you get to make. You get to choose between pain now or pain later in in your life. Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? (laughs) For instance, here's what I'm talking about. You can choose the pain of disobeying your parents. 
You can choose that today. But you will face the consequences later. See, different kind of pain. You can choose to uh, live within your means today, or you can battle with the pain of debt down the road at some point. You can choose to study for an exam today, or you can choose the pain of retaking the class. You can choose to deal with a marital issue today, or you can suffer the pain of divorce down the road. And so what I want to talk about today is choosing, choosing the type of pain, choosing uh, discipline in your life over the pain of regret Now, we are all going, all of us are going to experience pain in our lives. But we are also going to have an opportunity sometimes to choose pain, and we're going to choose discipline over the pain of regret in our lives. So so that we're all on the same page, what I want to do is define discipline today. Discipline is choosing what you want right now or what you want most. Choosing between that. You're gonna, we're going to look at some words by the Apostle Paul. And uh, the Apostle Paul, he was a devoted follower of Jesus Christ. He was a leader in the early church. But before Paul's conversion, he was per- prosecuted and persecuted Christians. But one day that all changed. He was walking on the road. He encounters the risen Christ. He's blinded on that road to Damascus. And after his sight was restored, he fully surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. He went on to establish churches throughout all the known world at that time. He wrote a third of the New Testament. And Paul, if you read his books, he has this strong spiritual edge to him. But Paul also had struggles in his life. And Paul writes what, when you first read it, it sounds a little bit crazy, but he writes this in Romans, the seventh chapter, verse 15. He says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I I, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. I was just going to have a couple bites. You ever done that? (laughs) I can't believe I did that. I knew better. I wanted to do what was right. I didn't want to do what was wrong, but I did it anyway. I mean, how many of you have done that? Come on, hands. All right. Paul, he later writes, he goes, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Paul Paul sounds like he's kind of reeling at this point that there's no hope, that he's in trouble. I want to do right, but I can't do right. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I end up doing it anyway. You know, who can help me? See, thank God, the answer. The answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. I want to do right. Who can help me with this? And so Paul kind of, his tone changes. And he says, thank God. The answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the answer. That's the key. I love Paul. He's like, I'm a crazy man. I'm a crazy man. But thanks be to God, even though I can't do it right on my own, even though I can't choose the right path on my own, I don't have to. 
Friends, on your own, you're in trouble. We do things that we'll be ashamed of on our own. We will do things that will embarrass us on our own. But the answer is not being better. It's not being stronger. The answer is Jesus Christ. On our own, we make the wrong choices. But with the help of Jesus Christ, we can choose to not do what we want now, but we do what matters most. You know, with Jesus Christ, he will help us, and we can choose discipline now over regret later in our lives. Paul, Paul says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? In a race, everybody's running. You're running, I'm running. But there's only one prize. Well, at least it used to be there was only one prize. Now you can get a participation trophy for just showing up. But Paul... (laughs) Yeah, did you hear that indictment? (laughs) Paul says, so run to win. It's what scripture says. Run to win in your life. You need to run the race. What? To what? To win. We're not running for second place. We are running. We are focused. We use every bit of energy, every bit of power that we have. We run to win, scripture says. You know, all athletes are disciplined in their training. In other words, they're, they're running to win, and you have to choose, friends. If you're going to run to win, you have to choose what you want most in life over what you want right now. See, if I want to be in top shape right now, that's what I want. But I'm going to eat junk food now. I want a great family, but I want to climb that ladder of business success now. See, you have to choose. You have to choose what you want most over what you want right now. We're we're to be disciplined, disciplined. That word disciplined uh, that Paul uses there, it's the, the same root word, that we get disciple. Christians, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are to follow Jesus Christ, which means we are to be disciplined. Why? Why, are, why should we be disciplined? Well, we're to be disciplined like an athlete. It says, they do it to what? Win. To win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. They do it to chase something that's going to fade. And like if you win in basketball, you get a cheap little trophy. That's what you get. It's plastic. If you're really, really good, you might get a gold medal. But we don't run for that stuff. We run to get the eternal prize. That's why we run to win. It's not for fading glory. It's not to put, put a trophy up on our shelf. We're running to honor and glorify the one that died for us. We're running to, to, as though unto the Lord, Scripture says. We're running, not for people, but for the glory of God. So we run, we run with everything in us to win. 
When, when people in Paul's day heard that, they immediately thought about the Isthmian games. They thought about people running in those games. It was a popular Greek game that the Romans held on to. They didn't hold on much that the Greeks had left them, but that was one of the things they held on to. It was a precursor to the Olympics. The games were popular. They had tremendous patriotic uh, pride involved in those games. And so athletes would go into very strict training. They didn't eat junk food. They didn't drink alcohol. They, they would expose their bodies to extreme heat and extreme cold. They, they'd shock themselves. They'd train their, their bodies so that they could win. You know, the writer of Hebrews write, writes this, says, So we too should run the race that is before us and never quit. We should remove from our lives anything that would slow us down and the sin that so often makes us fall. Again, people in that day fully understood this scripture. Anything meant everything. They're running a race, and they get rid of anything that would have slowed them down. So they're running naked. All right, got the picture? That would have motivated me to finish first. I did not want to be in second place. I did not want the view from second. You know, I'm just saying... I'm going to run to win. We run to win the prize, the prize that won't fade, that's eternal. And I want to ask you, what kind of race are you running? Are you running to win? You know, do you come to church seeking God? Do you come with with what's called sacrifice of praise? Do you come to worship and glorify God? Did you come this morning expecting to hear from God? God, I'm listening. God, use me. God, I'm running this race with everything in me. I'm running with purpose. See, we run and we're all in to win. And when you do that, I will tell you, you will hear from God. You will find purpose in your life when you run to win. God will use you when you run to win. And when you're kind of hit and miss, you know, you you aren't committed to the race really, you know, partially committed, people say that a lot, which really means uncommitted. But friends, when you run the race, if you don't care how you place, if you're just hoping to receive a participation trophy... I will tell you, you will not run much of a race in your life. See, we run to win. You run to win. You run and you allow God to transform you. You allow God to give you the power to run the race so that you can win. And when you run to win, you will change your life, period. That's what happens when you run to win. You know, some of you are here today and you're in the presence of God, and because you made a point of being here, it will change the trajectory of some area of your life today. For some of you, this will be a divine moment. You'll encounter the Spirit of God and the truth, and it will change you. It will transform you. Now, I want to ask you a couple of questions. And they're all about running the race. It's all about time, as we've been talking about. It's all about your trajectory in life. Here's the question. What do you want most? 
I want you to name it. I want you to think about, get, get that in mind. And I'm not talking about, well, I'd like to win the lottery. You know, I'd like to marry Colin Farrell. Uh, you know, I'm talking about godly things here. What do you want most? What is it? See, some of you, you'd be going, yeah, I, I need to get serious. I need to get serious about my relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I, I want to be closer to God. Others, you're going, I want to get in shape. I want to get in better shape than I am. Some of you, you're going, game on. You know, I'm going to pay off all of our credit cards. I'm going to rein in our spending. Some of you, it, it might be your marriage where you're going, no longer are we tolerating average. We want a great marriage. We want intimacy. We want to honor God with our marriage. Whatever it is, I want you to name it. I want, I want you to get that in your mind. Now, some of you, you need to be really careful because right now your mind is racing. You're, you're in this mode of going, I, I need to change a lot of things. I, I'm, I've been so undisciplined in my life. You know, I need to lose weight. I need to quit gambling. I need to get out of debt. I need a better marriage. I need to be a better parent. I need to go back to school. No. Slow down. Focus. Focus. Start with one thing. One thing. What you want most. Not ten things. One thing. You will fail if you try and do ten things. One thing. And when you get victory in that one thing, what it will allow you to do is it will become easier to tackle the next thing in the next area in your life. So pick an area. Pick one thing. What do you want most? What do you want most? Second question, what do you need to do now so you can achieve that thing you want most? What do you need to do right now, today? This is where discipline kicks in. Now, you're smart people. You really can figure it out. What do you want most What is it? Let's just take one. I want to be closer to God. Okay, what do you need to do now? Well, it's pretty easy, actually. Start your day with God. Pray. Talk to God. You know, spend time in in Scripture at some point during the day. Get get a devotional. You know, get a book, or you can go online. There are lots of plans online. Get an app for your phone, whatever. Worship God every week, 10 a.m., every Sunday. Be here. Make it, make it a priority. Church is not an option, see? You begin to do the things that you need to do. Serve and give. Get in a life group. You see, we grow when we're in community together. If you want to be closer to God, see, you know what to do. What do you need to do now in order to get that thing that you want most? You want to get in better shape. You say, well, I need to lose 25 pounds. What do you do? Well, join a gym. Maybe get a personal trainer for a while. Get some advice about your diet. And then you just start doing the things that need to be done. You know, if you determine what you want most, you won't settle for what you want right now. What is it you want most? 
You know, you may say, I want to I have a great marriage. Well, what are, what are you going to do? It's not rocket science. You need to spend time together each day. You need a date night where there are no kids. You need to come to church together so that you're kind of growing together and moving together in the same direction. Some of you may need an overhaul in your marriage. You may need counseling. You know, some of you, you need to drop the, the kids at the grand, grandparents for the weekend and get, just get away and remember why you chose each other in the first place. You know, maybe it's financial, maybe it's vocational, maybe it's relational. What do you want most, and what do you need to do right now about it and every day forward? I will tell you it will not be easy, but it will change your life forever. It will challenge you. It will cost you, and there will be pain. There will be pain. Did you hear that? There will be pain. There is always pain. But you get to choose your pain. You can choose the pain of discipline today, or you can suffer the pain of regret down the road. You know, Paul, Paul writes this, he says, So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it sh- should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself may be disqualified. Almost every time I talk about discipline, what happens is after the service, somebody will come up to me after the service, and they go, well, that's really easy for you because you're just naturally disciplined. And if you've ever asked me that, you know my answer immediately is no, wrong, you missed the point. Totally missed the point. There are lots of things. There are lots of things. Lots of things that I do not like to do. Lots of things. That's why I have to run with purpose in my life. That's why I need Jesus Christ to help me do the things that I should do and that I need to do and to help me hang in there when I don't want to do them. See, instead I would do what I want to do. Don't want to do that. Don't want to deal with that. There is never a moment in my life that I do not need the strength and the power of Jesus Christ to do the right thing. Never. And in fact, without the Holy Spirit guiding me and strengthening me and pressing on me, I, I would not do the right things. I'd do the wrong things. I need Jesus Christ in my life. I need the power of God. When I'm weak... Scripture says, then he's strong. Then he's strong. He'll give me the strength to do what I need to do, and he will for you too. See, I need discipline. I need structure so that I move in the right direction. And you need that too. You need that too. In fact, without God, without the power of God in your life, well, you're in trouble. And so am I. So let's take something real simple. Let's say you want to have a beautiful yard. I want you to imagine you walk out that door tomorrow, walk out the front door, you look. The shortest way to your car is through the yard. But you could take the long way and walk on the sidewalk out to the road and around and up the driveway. You could do it that way. 
If you want a beautiful yard, you're going to take the long road. But here's the problem. When you come out the door, the shortest distance is what? Through the yard. (laughs) And it's raining. Now it really is appealing to cut through the yard. And so you you start thinking, well, it's not a big deal. Just this once. I'm I'm just going to cut through this time. And then you look and you go, it didn't really hurt anything, did it? The next day, you walk out, you go, yeah, I shouldn't cut through the yard. But it wasn't a big deal yesterday, and it saved me 30 seconds. Woohoo! <laughs> After you've cut through the yard a couple times, when you walk out that door, you don't even think about it. You cut across the yard, Right? And after you cut across the yard enough times, you create a path across your yard and it goes bare. What you wanted was a beautiful yard, but you don't have a beautiful yard. Why? Because you chose what you wanted now over what you want most in life. And people do it all the time in every area of their life. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, you need purpose in every step. You need to train your body and your mind to be disciplined and do the things that God calls you to do, to do the things that are right. It is time-consuming, it is difficult, but you have to choose what you want most over what you want right now in your life. See, Christ is strong in you. It will keep you from the wrong desires, the wrong path. And what happens over time, you begin to think differently. God's word actually begins renewing your mind. And because of Jesus Christ, at some point, you no longer think about that sinful pattern, that thing that's going to jam you up, but you begin to think with the mind of Jesus Christ so that you're doing what you should do. I'm disciplined, not me. In Christ, I can have discipline. God can give me strength to stay away from the wrong desires and the wrong choices when I decide what it is that I want most in life. Paul says, I want to do the right thing, but I can't. Who who can help me? He says, Jesus Jesus can help you. Jesus is the one that can empower you to run after what it is you're to run after. Jesus Christ can help you to choose what you want most over what you want right now in your life. See, discipline over regret. You run the race to what? When? What do you want most? What is it? What is it? What is it for you? What do you need to do right now so that you can achieve what you want most in life? If you don't do the things that you need to do right now to get to the thing you want most, it is very likely that that thing that you want most will become your greatest regret in life. Refuse to live with regrets. 
How do you do that? You run the race to win. You run to win. You run to win. You run to win. Friends, I have been with so many people through the years in the last days of their life. And there's a, there's a common thing, unfortunately, that I, that I hear often. And it's about their regrets. And there's some of them that just all boil to the top every time. People regret that they didn't spend more time with their kids when they were growing up. They regret that they didn't make their marriage a priority. They regret that they didn't take better care of their body. They regret that they didn't work on their relationship with Jesus Christ and make God more important in their life. And that list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. But I will tell you, after hearing that same stuff come to the top time after time after time, there came a point where I go, I may not get a lot of things right, but I'm going to get that stuff right. And I challenge you. I mean, what's most important? What's most important? What do you not want to regret at the end of life? What do you need to do right now when you leave this place today to achieve that thing that you say you want most? Again, godly thing here. We all get to choose that. And the choice and the choices you make will determine who you will become. They always do. Today might be the most important day of your life. Moment moment of truth. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Pick an area. Pick one thing. And just say, with God's help, this is what I want most. Instead of, this is what I want now. See, you settle for now, you're going to regret some stuff. You settle for what you want most, God will give you the power to push through. See, with the power of God, you, you know God can actually restore stuff that's broken. God will help you do that one thing that you need to do, the right thing that you need to do. You, you can run with purpose once you get it in your head what that thing is that you're running after. And if you, with God, run to win, God will give you the strength, God will renew you, and God will help you choose the right path, the God-honoring path to get where, where you need to get in life. God can bring healing, God can bring wholeness when we run to win. Friends, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you get to choose. You can choose the, the pain of discipline now. This is hard. This is difficult. But I'm staying the course because that's what I want most. That's what I believe God wants me to run out. Or, if you don't want the pain of discipline now, well, then you will get to experience the pain of regret tomorrow, down the road, at some point. It's a choice. This is all about time. 
you have X amount of time on this planet. And God says, you got you to run the race. You've got to choose wisely. What matters most? What matters most? Now, I'm gonna, we're going to close. If you had something, if you actually had something in your mind, that's what I want most. God, give me the power to run after that. Just stand up where you're at. I'm going to pray for you, and let it be a declaration to God. God, this is what I want most. I'm giving it to you this morning. Just stand up where you're at. New day today. New day today. When you walk out the door, whatever that thing is that you say you want most, you ask God to give you the power to do the things you need to do today and tomorrow and the next day so that you can ultimately get to that point. It'll be hard, it'll be difficult, but it will be worth it because the flip of it, you get to experience the pain of regretting it. That ought to motivate a little bit. Let's, but let's bow in prayer. Our holy God, God, I pray that uh, that one thing, whatever it is today, you see those that are standing. God, I pray that you would uh, just instill in them that there will be sacrifice and there will be pain, but the discipline's worth it. In fact, God, I know that there are marriages today that are going to change everything. There are people's finances. That today's the day. They'll look back and say, that's the day we finally climbed out from under everything and started moving forward. God, there are parents that are uh, putting their kids first today. There are young people that are making choices to go down a different path today. Now, there are people who are going to lose weight, get in better shape, whatever. Lord, you see the people standing. You know that thing. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would keep whispering to keep running, to run with everything in us and not run to get second place or third place or just finish the race, but to run to win. God, I pray that your spirit would strengthen us, help us to be the people you've called us to be and created us to be. And we give you the glory and the praise for what you're going to do. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. And God's people said, we'll have teams down front to pray if you'd like to come down and have them pray for you. Again, you can share with them or not share with them. Just say, pray for me. I've got something going on in my life. They, they want to want to do that. There's power when we pray and can lean on each other. And so, let's continue in worship.